Hey y'all, Alex Barenka here, Head of External Affairs at Bear Shop and host of Finding Inspo, the first ever shoppable podcast. And we are back for season two, and I can tell you, these next dozen episodes are going to be bomb. We've got award-winning designers, fabulous first-time founders, and even some live tapings coming up. I'm talking the kind of brains you'll want to pick for business and life advice, and we'll tell you what products you'll want to open your pocketbooks for, because I'll always make it easy for you to buy anything we talk about with the fastest free shipping online at bearshop.com slash inspo. My first guest this season is the definition of a heavy hitter. Esthetician Joanna Vargas is an undisputed master in getting celebrities' faces ready for the fanfare and the scrutiny of award shows like the Oscars and the Emmys. Even if you've never heard her name, I guarantee you've seen her work. Her facial treatments have been a staple in A-listers' red carpet prep routines for years, with Joanna Vargas's magic hands trusted to contour, lift, and sculpt countless famous features in those really stressful hours before hitting the red carpet. It's a glam, glam world Joanna works in that may seem unreachable for most folks, filled with tiny pores, porcelain skin, and that lit-from-within glow. But she will be the first to tell you that you can't get camera-ready skincare with a facial alone, though they sure do help. Joanna takes a holistic, whole-body approach. What you eat, how stressed you are, what your consistent skincare routine is, not just visits to the experts at the spa. It's an approach that frankly did surprise me a bit because I think some folks see a facialist as a quick fix for flawless skin. I'm so intrigued by that tension. I mean, teaching an away from the spa approach is kind of like the dating apps, right? If it's successful, you don't need the app anymore. If you nail a bomb skincare routine, why would you need a facial? But people keep coming back to Joanna Vargas. Even her celebrity clients, whose literal job it is, is to take care of their skin health regimens. And as I was talking to her, I started to realize why she's garnered such loyalty. First off, the facial actually is so good. When I mention her name to literally anyone who's been through her spas, every single time I get a mix of, oh my god, it's amazing, and have you booked yet? You have to go. She stays on top of the best non-invasive techniques, and she does actually lift and contour the face. But more importantly, it's not just about the facial itself. She actually really wants you, her clients, my dear listeners, to up their skincare game, and she wants it to be uncomplicated. That was the thinking behind her product line, the serums, and those cult favorite face masks. And this week, she's taking that education a step further. She published a full book filled with her secrets called Glow From Within. I got a sneak preview of the book before meeting with Joanna at her spa at the bougie Sunset Tower Hotel in West Hollywood, where the queen of the naturopathic facial herself dished on her career, life advice, and, of course, a boatload of skincare secrets. Honestly, still every once in a while, I'm like, gosh, you know, how how did we all get here? Um... But I think for me, I was really passionate about my work and I really cared for my clients. And I think I tried to, you know, estheticians reach out to me a lot for career advice. And um, really, I just wanted to make my treatment so good. You had to tell your best girlfriend and Mm -hmm. you had to tell your mom. And that's really how I built my business. And really, that's the only way I made it happen for myself, you know, um, I didn't try to be a celebrity facialist. I just tried to do good work. And New York is a very small town. It is. 
It and is. And word travels fast. And, uh, and that's really in a nutshell how, how it all kind of unfolded for me, you know? I didn't have, when I became a, a, a facialist rather, I didn't have this plan that of anything. I just wanted to love what I did. I wanted to go into work and feel happy about it and feel happy when I left at the end of the day, you know, and it's really a career that made, made that happen for me. And I, and I have to say, you have a very calming presence. You have a very confident presence. I'm very comfortable here. And if I'm laying down on your bed with a uh, facial to come and having an event later tonight, yeah, I would be very comfortable. And I have to think that some of those pre-red carpet moments are pretty nerve-wracking or there's a lot of emotionally charged moments. I guess, how do you also absorb your busiest days, your busiest weeks, and and kind of keep this amazing presence that you have? You know, I mean, people are coming to me to feel better. What an honor that is at the end of the day. I have had many moments where I've met someone for the first time Oscar morning, and it, you know, you do have to be a little bit like dialed in, like, okay, don't mess this up for her. You know, she's counting on you. And um, there have definitely been times where I've had clients who were extremely nervous or extremely, they were having a bad moment. I can recall one time um, I came to do a facial for somebody's wedding and um, it was their wedding day. And here I was, and um, one of her pets had passed away the night before. And everybody, I mean, I'm a um, a pet owner. It's it can be very devastating. And so she had spent the night crying, and it was her wedding day, and she was really upset. And it was like one of those things where, like, okay, um, I'm gonna make this good for you. And I made her laugh, and we had a good facial, and I made it seem like she hadn't been crying even though she had been and, you know, we get through it and it is part of my job, I feel, to make people feel calm and welcome. And also a really big part of who I am is to make everyone feel the same, you know, like not to feel like I'm some exclusive person or I I really try to get away from that, uh, as much as possible. And part of my reason for writing the book was to show people that it really has nothing to do with like exclusive treatments and being a celebrity or having blessed DNA or any of those things, but really like good habits and taking care of yourself and surrounding yourself with the right people. And for everyone who's not sitting here with me and Joanna, you're literally glowing. Thank you. Uh, And and I don't think you did anything special besides your kind of typical day-to-day today for us. Yeah, no, I'm no, of course not. I don't have time. I this is we're we're so in you the can middle. Be efficient and amazing. We're in the, the middle time. of my busiest time of year. Yeah. Um so I've been I actually did facials this morning, so I've been at work for quite a while. But like yeah, like I just do a good routine. I don't go in the sun without sunscreen. Um I do my treatments. Um you know it's it's really like not secret or magical or anything. It's just like the simple fact um, that I take care of myself. And, and so let's get specific. You talk about your essential five-step routine, cleanse, serum, eye cream, moisturize, sunscreen. Yeah. I hear you're a double cleanser. I Well, just because I do wear makeup, yeah. um, it's impossible to get makeup off in one go if I, if I could do it. I would be teaching people how to do it, but it really doesn't happen. So you got to double cleanse. 
Um, and you only do it, what time of day do you typically cleanse? Um, I wash my face before bedtime. Uh, typically I don't wash my face in the morning again. I just rinse it with tepid water. Um, at night I use retinol. I use my supernova serum. Morning I rinse my face and then I'll do daily serum, rejuvenating serum, daily hydrating cream, and then um, sunscreen. And you're hitting all those steps. And you said daily serum was your first. That yes. was your green juice My for your baby. face. Yeah. Yes, your baby. Why is that one so important to you? Why was that the first thing that you wanted to really tackle? Um, it was a time in skincare where oxygen was like the biggest buzzword. Um, oxygen treatments were buzzy. Um, I re- remember reading somewhere that Madonna was traveling with a facialist that had an oxygen tank. <laughs> And um, I wanted to understand it better. For me, it has to scientifically make sense. I do oxygen treatments at the salon because they scientifically make sense. They're FDA approved, all the things. Um, But I wanted to understand how could I get that rosy glow? Like you can't, you know, the average woman is not Madonna and is not going to travel with someone spraying oxygen on them all day long. God, if I could. I know, right? dream. I mean, same. I would love that. <laughs> Just have my assistant follow me around with oxygen. Here, you need a spritz. <laughs> You're looking down. Um, but so how do we get that kind of rosy glow from being freshly oxygenated by 98% pure oxygen at home? And so the thing for me was greens. And I was just getting into, um, I met my first nutritionist for myself uh, after I had my son and she was getting me into juicing a lot and what each you know, green does, what the different colors uh, represent in vegetables and how they represent different vitamins. All of that was fascinating to me. So the green juice for the skin came about from that. Um, And really giving my son chlorophyll shots because he didn't want to eat vegetables. Oh, no. I was a a spinach lover as a child. I think it saved my parents a lot of uh, grief. Um, I grew up in Texas where all we did was – play in the sunshine yep. and ate a lot of Chick-fil-A. Uh, but, you know, at least the spinach kept me kept Yeah, me I grew up in a completely <laughs> rural environment. There was like a cornfield across yeah. the street from my house. There you go. So there it you was go. like, you know, the 70s, you'd go out at dawn and come back yes. at dusk. Yeah, five years of lifeguarding. Yeah. Now I'm looking at you and I'm like, ah, did I actually – wear the sunscreen back then as much as I should? Probably not. But like the cool thing is, is that you can reverse that. How? Tell me how. Tell me how. Give me the, spill the tea. (laughs) LED light therapy. It is one of the most tested technologies in, in the beauty industry. It has tons of applications, but in a nutshell, um, NASA paid grants to physicians to study the effects on the human body. And what was discovered was LED light reduces inflammation. It speeds the healing of the body by 300%, um, corrects damage to the surface of the skin, corrects sun damage, um, and increases collagen production. So I have a patented LED bed. I had it engineered for me. I'm the patent holder on it. You get in naked, you do your whole body and you can reverse anything. One of my estheticians in New York got bitten in the face by a dog some years ago. And she had stitches under her eye, by her lip. It was really bad. So just based on the science of what I knew of LED, I made her go in the bed every day and we took pictures of her every day. After two weeks, she doesn't even have a scar. 
Wow. No bruising. Wow. Nothing. No redness. Nothing. And that's just the magic of healing of LED. So any sun damage that you're fearful about, it'll make it all go away. I will have to add that to my uh, list of things to, yeah. to get on to. Yeah. Um, so we've hit cleanse. We've hit serum. We've hit fun things like LED that are yeah. that are extraneous. But getting back to eye cream, moisturize, sunscreen, moisturizer, you also have a, a great daily hydrating cream that you swear by. Tell yes. us what's so good about it. It's got avocado oil in it, which is loaded with B vitamins and, you know, it's a good fat. So it holds moisture in your skin well. Um, the base is shea and cocoa butter. Um, it's got jojoba oil, which balances out your own sebum production. I had a friend who asked me, now that I'm on the retail side, she is getting older. She's focused on aging, but she's a really oily T-zone and she's actually kind of afraid of face oils. Um can, is there something to be debunked there? I've heard a lot about face oils. You shouldn't be afraid of them, yeah. but oils and products. Yeah. Um, how do you kind of think about oils for oily skin or uh, people who are having an oily skin moment? Yeah. Well, I mean, like that whole concept of being afraid of oil, I feel like is so 80s. Like that was what beauty was in the 80s, you know? I'll have to give her a good oil, shake and say, oil girl. Free. <laughs> um, so... There is a thing called fighting oil with oil. Essentially, like if you have oily skin or an oily T-zone, if you continually strip away the oil from your face, all it's doing is signaling the body to produce more oil. Um, it happens when people use glycolics too much and they wonder, you know, when they stop using it, why do they, their skin just completely blows up? Um, it's really for that basic premise. So if you want your body to stop producing so much oil, you put jojoba oil on your face and suddenly your body's like, oh, we have enough oil. We don't need to produce more. And it actually balances out your oil production really nicely. Which I think is a good thing to bring back to kind of the earlier point too. Your body can, to a certain extent, figure itself out. Yeah. It knows what it wants and yeah. needs. And so what you should be putting on it, putting in it, should be kind of getting to those almost primal things. To your point, you need oxygen, you need hydration. Yeah. Like these aren't really tricky things, No, but we don't do them. <laughs> it's funny. We've really become a culture of food is just pleasure and nothing else. And we've lost the entire part about it being, you know, functional. And um, a part of functional medicine is like, you know, taking vitamins and doing all the things because your skin balances itself out, it self-cleans, it, it regulates your body temperature, it protects you against the environment um, in order to support its basic uh, function, we need to feed it the right vitamins in order for it to, to do its job. It's a holistic system. But yeah. back to the, the, this question about function is, is an interesting one. Also, a slice of the um, skincare world that has blown up is the sheet mask world. Yeah. You're kind of the sheet mask queen, but I, I also have to ask, there's so much out there. There are so many out there. Yeah. What's the purpose of a sheet mask? Do they actually do anything? When should I be using it? How yeah. many times a week? Give me, the, give me all the details. So, I mean, I think sheet masks are also controversial because a lot of facialists don't like them for the Why? same reason we don't like a face wipe. Because it's just like, oh, those, you know, they're not good ingredients and people are just, and they're, you know, focused on the look of it. Like yes. the glitter sheet mask, the right. this, not to dog anybody. I just made up something. I don't know if there is one. But um, again, you, when you buy something to have a photo, 
it's not necessarily focused on the ingredients or the function of what it is. I made sheet masks because I think they're a great way of getting someone to take care of themselves. If there's a high quality serum on your sheet of bamboo that you're putting on your face, um, like my sheet masks, it's, it's a real self-care moment. It's a way of taking care of yourself, of honoring yourself, of taking a moment, resting for a minute, not being on your phone, and also just infusing your skin with a great serum. So I have different sheet masks in my line that do different things. Like my Dawn mask is mandelic acid, which is a really gentle um, exfoliator, um, which I paired with vitamin C. So it exfoliates and brightens the mm-hmm. skin immediately. Dawn, it's exactly what I want. Yeah. I wake up. And it's great. Younger clients love that mask because it, they feel like it controls breakouts for them and just keeps the pores clean. Um, my current favorite from my skin type is the Twilight Mask because it's loaded with epidermal growth factor, which is sourced from 49 different vegetable sources. Um, and they all function together to stimulate really great collagen production and really repair the skin. Um, so we use it when we do microneedling treatments on people. So their, their function is great when it's high quality ingredients. And if you want to take a good Instagram picture, cause sometimes I buy sheet masks, um, to play with, with my daughter who's seven, then have that moment if that's what you want, but that's not the same thing as skincare. And if you're in doubt which one of yours to choose, we also carry your whole set, which is a, a set of five. The Glow to Go. Yes. That's, I, that's sort of my favorite because it's a great intro into sheet mask world. Um, and you can really diagnose your own skin. You might need brightening, so you want to do vitamin C. You might need, you know, just your eyes because you want to do like a dramatic eye for going out that night and you just want to be super hydrated there. Um, There's a little something for every kind of moment your skin might be having. And it gets you in the habit of really being observant about what your skin is doing. Also, frankly, like it's great for travel. It's a great gift. And so it's one of my favorites. Plus the box is really pretty. (laughs) Let's take a quick break from my chat with celebrity esthetician, Joanna Vargas. So I can butter y'all up for a second. I'm so happy you're listening to season two of Finding Inspo. When I left journalism a little over a year ago to help start Bear Shop, the thing I knew I'd miss the most was the opportunity to ask all the smartest folks across industries all the questions. The great thing for both of us is Bear Shop is an online shopping startup where not only do we give you best-in-class service through things like our free one-day shipping, but one of our top aims is to help you discover amazing new brands that are the best in their categories and to help you do that by telling the stories behind the brands and their founders. Because let's be real, most of us aren't sitting down with huge experts like Joanna every day. Through this podcast, I want to tap that amazing knowledge and advice in the heads of people like Joanna Vargas and bring it to y'all. I want to share these stories of these insanely admirable humans and also give you the skinny on some of our favorite products. Take Joanna Vargas. I'm the kind of gal who tries to squeeze in a legit facial when I have the time and can afford it. So realistically, that means only two or three times a year. But what I do do is work in some at-home moments or in-flight moments with things like our face masks. I have absolutely no shame about face masking on a plane. You do, right? And I travel so much that I have my whole kit. 
Joanna Vargas's glow-to-go mask set that we sell on Verishop was a no-brainer addition. I'll throw on the Eden Instant Lift during the flight to keep things hydrated and glowy. Then I'll hit my skin with a Twilight face mask, typically on day two because it's healing and calming. And I refuse to let my skin lose to that stale, dry airplane air without a fight. So on the flight back, I'll throw on the Forever Glow mask because let's be real, slapping that thing on for a little bit of in-flight self-care is just so dang easy. You can snatch up your set on the Joanna Vargas page at verashop.com slash inspo. All right, back to Joanna. You talk about that in your book in the section about self-care. There's, it's, it's very astute. You talk about attitude. And you include attitude under the self-care section. Yeah. Why do you think about it like that? You know, I have one of the benefits of being older is that you kind of come full circle with – everything that you thought in your life about yourself. And it really hit me. My 20-year-old self was full of doubts and dreams and insecurity. And really, I would just tell that girl, it's going to be okay. And um, to believe in yourself more, because I think that that's lacking as you're younger. And really, like, even when I do a facial on a 60-year-old woman, those things are still there. And, um, you know, it makes me a little bit sad if I like you a lot. I don't want you to be negative about yourself. And it real, really just boils down to that and really just having that message, look in the mirror at least once a day and say something good. I'm sure there's something you can think of in a, amidst all of those, amongst all of those things that you're thinking that are negative or you could have done better. You wish you hadn't said that, you know? It's easy to uh, get fixated on the bad. It sometimes seems almost whatever. The good things are the good things. I need to put my focus on on the pain points, on the things that I need to get better at. Yeah. Um, and but, that, and, you know. And frankly, a lot of people make money off of that, you know, being like, oh, well, you have this line or this wrinkle or this, this, or this, that. Um you know, you get people into into doing more and more to their faces and I kind of want to dial it back. I build loyalty by instilling like that self-confidence in my clients. It is though an interesting juxtaposition because if a lay person is just looking at the skincare industry, they as a as a consumerist business, oh, you're just trying to sell me things to fix myself. Yeah. It's really intriguing for me that you do uh, kind of face it that way. And I can also see how that speaks through your products and through yeah. your clients who have talked to you about it. Can you talk a little bit about how you walk that line between not only, uh, you know, feeding off of people's doubts and giving them solutions to them uh, and, and how the industry kind of uh, sometimes leans into that and also the age of... Instagram culture where everyone is kind of judging themselves based on other people's airbrushed or filtered photos. It's it's an interesting space kind of psychologically for you to be sitting in right now. How do you kind of square all of those ideas with this belief that it should be your true, genuine, optimistic self that does come through? Well, you know, at the end of the day, I think what people see when they see skin that they admire, they're seeing health, they're seeing wellness. Or they're seeing a filter and it's fake, right? <laughs> if you approach the beauty industry with that idea, then looking at making a product is very straightforward. It's like, what does my skin need to be healthy? You know, glowing skin is skin that has good circulation. 
it's hydrated. It has certain aspects to it, right? That, that feed that, that image that we want to have about ourselves and what produces that. I think when I first became an esthetician, there was a product line that was really popular that um, claimed to have oxygen in it. You know, as a young esthetician, I was like, what does that mean? It has oxygen in it. And, but what would oxygenate the skin? Greens, you know? And so then, you know, that there, I, I got the daily serum out of that. That was the first product I ever made. And so it's just like logically looking at like, okay, what would restore health and wellness to this person's skin if they're not sleeping and if they can't drink a green juice every six hours or whatever it is. Um, it's getting greens on the skin. It's getting vitamin C in the skin. And it's really like that simple, you know, and I want people to know that it is simple and it's not complex or hard to figure out, you know? And and speaking to that simplicity, uh, you know, you do have thoughts on a five-step routine that is very simple. And, and, and it's refreshing to me to hear it in a world where, there are so many beauty products out there. There are so many treatments out there. It can be really overwhelming. How do you kind of simplify it for people? Well, you know, um, I became an esthetician in an age where everybody wanted edited routines, especially again, I'm, I'm started in New York. So, you know, everybody's like, look, you have 60 seconds what am I going to do? And New Yorkers... Efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. Yeah. And New Yorkers are also very much like, if I don't see a difference in this right away, I'm not doing it and I'm coming back and I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> Which nobody wants. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of like, you know, okay, what are the essential steps? You got to wash your face every day. Yeah, I'm not one of those people that's like use a wipe or whatever. No, you have to have a cleanser. You have to exfoliate twice a week. You... You have to have a serum. You have to have a moisturizer. These are just the basic things that you need, you know? And then if you want to build on that, a night serum, a day serum. So then retinol comes into play, which is an essential part of a routine. So, you know, it's just, again, it's just applying logic to the problem and figuring it out. But I feel like that's what I'm best at, you know? And it's the same thing with treatments. Yes, the market is... is chock-a-block with all different sorts of treatments you can do and blood things and all this different stuff. But, you know, I try to stick with the science of it. If there's empirical empirical evidence that supports that treatment, then, then yeah, then go for it. If it's right for you, then do it. But there's a lot of things that you don't need to do. Um, and I always tell clients, like, if it looks good on Instagram, it's probably just for Instagram. And that it should be sort of your general rule of thumb, you know? And you work with the folks that people look up to from a beauty perspective, from a, uh, you know, celebrity status perspective. Can you give us a, an example of, of somebody who you should look up to if you're going to look up to somebody, if you're not going to listen to your mom telling you to wear sunscreen? I talk about this in my book as well. Um, the gold standard of beauty for most people that I've ever met is Julianne Moore. Um most actresses that I've ever met have said that they've come to me because of her, that they look up to her. Um, there are so many things to admire about her, but the real uh, beauty secret of hers is really sunscreen. She's worn it her entire life because she has really pale skin. Um, 
And so she doesn't get tan. So there's that. So she had the benefit of having a genetic issue that needed sunscreen. Therefore, this woman looks like magic now that she's in her 50s because, you know, she's protected herself her whole life. And um, she doesn't have a lot of the sun damage that I see even in younger women who have been loosey-goosey about sunscreen at best. And that could be a little bit of a wake-up call for folks, too. There's a lot of things going on right now that are are good on Instagram, but not necessarily healthy for your skin. Um, If you could kind of tell the world to stop doing one thing to your skin right now, what what would that be? Jeez. Um, Well, there's a couple of trends on Instagram that have happened over the past year that have been slightly... Uh, strange for me. Um, The makeup wipe is one of them. You know, washing your face actually does not take an hour. It it takes maybe 20 seconds if you use a good cleanser, maybe 30 seconds. You know, it takes the same amount of time to use a wipe and they're just gross and that shouldn't be a thing. You take a very holistic approach. It's not just skincare. It's not just what you put on your skin. You talk about what you're eating. Uh, You talk about self-care. At what point did you realize that that's kind of the lens that you should take because a lot of estheticians are kind of just now getting on that train? Yeah, it actually started for me um, when I was pregnant with my first child. And I had a lot of, you know, in my 20s, I, I could kind of eat whatever I wanted. And I didn't, like all 20-somethings, didn't really put too much uh, thought into that. Um, but when you get pregnant, you start thinking about everything and reading about everything. And, um, I realized that there was a lot of connection to what you swallow and then what you feel afterward. And while that's really obvious now, nobody was talking about that, um, you know, at that time. And then, you know, it started to snowball into like, wow, this person's skin is really dull. How often does she go out at night? How often really is she drinking? Um, How much sleep did she get this week? And when you start to ask those questions, the answers are quite shocking. We all think we can live on nothing. And that, you know, when you're building your career, you don't need to sleep and you don't need to eat well and you're too busy for this and you're too busy. sleep when I'm dead. Kind of, especially in New York, you know, Um, and all of those questions really informed what I was looking at, you know, because somebody who has naturally dry skin can still break out. Why is that? You know, the way I was taught in school was oily, dry, combination. And so once you kind of break down like the simplicity of that and you, you take a closer look, it's very complex, the skin. The skin is an organ and it needs to be fed and nurtured the way everything else does. And I really fell in love with taking care of somebody and figuring out the puzzle of what's going on with your body and why can't you have glowing skin and why are you breaking out and what are you using? And to this day, it's what I love the most about my job is really figuring out that puzzle for people and being their person that they can count on to make them feel more confident in in themselves. And I think most people forget when they look in the mirror, they're looking at the result of all the things they're not doing for themselves. And that's why I like to take it back to like honoring yourself and really having moments in your life that are devoted to you. 
And I think kind of in a world where, where a lot of folks are striving and where image is really important, yeah. outward image is really important. Um, you know, I, I have noticed and seen and even fell into the trap, that trap where, uh, you kind of forget that the most uh, satiating parts of living your life are actually living your life in those moments and the people you surround yourself with and yeah. and the experiences you you have and not not the picture that comes out of it in the end. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I didn't grow up with social media. So for me, um, my team hates it, but I, I don't do a lot of photos of things, of moments, because it's my moment to enjoy and I'm really enjoy just being present and not trying to document it. You know, I remember I, um, my husband and I just recently took our son who's 14 to a concert of this band that it's like the band is Tool. I I don't know if you know who that is, but they, when I moved to New York in 1993, they released their first record. And I remember the first time I heard the first song from their record he loves it too now. And they just went on tour for the first time in like 15 years or something. Anyway, so we're at this concert and um, they didn't allow anyone to use their phones during the concert. And it was just um, a time where you could just really enjoy being in the moment and watching musical geniuses like rock out and I could spend that time enjoying it with my son and my husband and having that moment and um, so many times you go to concerts now, everybody's got their phone yeah. out the entire time. Yep. They're not even looking. No. Yep. They're just looking through their phone. It's like, why don't you just stay home and watch it on YouTube? Well, it's like, who's going to watch that video anyways? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. You don't go back and watch. I mean, it's so insane. <laughs> so insane. One of the big buzzwords in skincare is retinol. Still retinol. Yep. Uh, can you just break that down for us? What is it? Why is it useful? Who should be using it? Um, are there do's and don'ts in terms of what you're looking for when you're using retinol? Well, retinol is buzzy because it's it's one of the most tested ingredients in skincare. And so going back to my point about science, there's real science behind that, you know, which I love and which a lot of estheticians love. Um, retinol is simply vitamin A. Um, you cannot use it if you're pregnant or nursing, but in almost any other circumstances, it's advisable in some form. Um, whether your skin is oily or dry or dehydrated or normal. Um, and the reason for that is that it increases circulation in the skin. That's a proven claim. And it also, uh, stimulates a lot of cell turnover and collagen production, which you know, if you haven't noticed, the entire beauty industry is focused on your collagen. Yes. We want you to have good yes. collagen and a lot of it. Um, you know, collagen production slows down as you get older. And because your body isn't able to uh, manufacture collagen on its own as well as it used to, um, we're trying to do things to trick the body into doing it. And ret- Retin-A um, or retinol is a really great ingredient for that. Um, it should be used as a night serum or cream or however, whatever form you're using it in. Um, and it can be used around the eyes. It could be used on the neck, on the decollete, um, any place that you feel you want that collagen production and that repair. I personally use all my skincare products down to my boobs because, you know, I have had a lot of sun exposure. And if you have boobs, you get wrinkles there as you get older. If you don't sleep on your back, which most people don't, then you're going to have that issue. So 
uh, retinol to be used at night. Sunscreen is an absolute must for day. I remember when I first started my first salon in New York, I had a client who was 26 years old and somebody, some dermatologist had told her uh, because she was complaining about her fine lines that she was seeing when she smiled around her eye area, which all 26-year-olds complain about this. It's very normal. (laughs) Um, So he gave her a retinol eye cream and told her to use it every day, but gave her no instructions. So she used it during the day. She got a a third-degree burn around her eyes, and it, it, it sped up the aging process. It basically created wrinkles around her eye area, deep wrinkles. And of course, at 26 years old... You know. Your life's over. Yeah. Your life is over in that yeah. moment, you think. Totally. So, um, you know, light treatments and nourishing things and anti-inflammatories and stuff. But retinol needs to be used at night. Retinol needs a sunscreen during the day. And you have to be really careful with your sun exposure in general. Just because you're wearing sunscreen, that's not magic. That doesn't mean that you cannot get sun damage still. So, you know, wear a hat. Wear sunglasses to protect your eyes. Um, and try not to sit right in the direct sunlight when you're by a window because it's like a magnifying glass, you know? Um, I have a friend who's a celebrity facialist, Renee Rallo, and like one of the things she's most famous for and which I always Instagram for her is, um, me closing the shade on the window on an airplane because you get so much magnified sun and radiation up there, so... I will have to do that on my yes. next flight, assuming yes. it's not a red eye. But, you know, we talk about all of these these um, things to be aware of when mm-hmm. using retinol. What's the actual, like, what's the output people are looking for when they're using a retinol? You know, you want to erase fine lines. You want to refine your pores. You want to refine the texture of your skin. Um, it can help stop so much breaking out. Um, it sounds like I'm talking magic, but these are all proven things that occur when you use the right product for you. So um, for me at 50, I'm using retinol for that collagen stimulation. My pores don't necessarily need cleaning, but um, as I lose collagen, my pores become more noticeable. That's something that people who are older complain about all the time. So I don't want to see that. So pore refinement. Um you know, texture issues. I travel back and forth, uh, coast to coast all the time. So texture is an issue for someone your age. Um, it would be a great first step in anti-aging without being crazy, Mm -hmm. you know, without like getting a vampire facial or whatever. So you want to do like little things that support good cell turnover and good skin health. It'll help keep your pores cleaner. It'll help even out the texture of your skin. Um, And it just kind of feels good. It gives you a nice glow in the morning. If you have something big coming up, if you have a big event coming up, how would your routine differ six months out versus a month out versus a week out? So if you have a big event in your life or your own personal red carpet moment to you, um, you know, you kind of want to plan ahead a little bit treatment-wise and sort of skincare-wise. I think six months out, you want to focus on you know, getting a grip on breakouts, getting a grip on keeping your pores clean, um, all of those kinds of like simple basic things. Um, if you are struggling with breaking out, I highly recommend doing regular LED light therapy sessions, um, whether it be with a home device or 
um, at a salon or spa. Um, you want to focus on, you know, maybe getting a good routine recommended to you by an esthetician. I would work in some vitamin C serum into that routine. I would work in exfoliating twice a week and really like making sure you wash your face at night every single night. Tricky. None of this is no. too tricky. And maybe starting a retinol at that point at night. Um, and really like figuring out your products, figuring out your pores and getting control of your skin. Um, you know, cut to like a month before maybe having your last pore cleanse um, and continuing with your light treatments to make sure you don't break out that last month and have any, you know, residual pigment or anything like that. And then, you know, the week of, you want to do something that's like a little bit more of the red carpet style facial that I do, which would be microcurrent, um, hydrating the skin, um, you know, those kinds of things. If you're doing everything from home, then you want to focus on maybe like um, soothing, hydrating, epidermal growth factor type masks, um, as opposed to, um, you know, mandelic acid, mm-hmm. like the vitamin C uh, mandelic acid mask that we mentioned, the Dawn mask. Um, you so wanna, more of the Twilight, more of the... Um, Euphoria, yeah. Twilight, Forever, Eden Lift, Brightening, Whitening type things. Um, you know, you want to... The idea is you want to do all the heavy lifting way before. And then leading up to the event day, you want to do calming, soothing, hydrating, so that you're not throwing the balance of your skin off uh, the week that you're the most stressed of your life. And that you can really uh, go into hair and makeup knowing that you did everything right. And also all of the inputs. You're hydrated yourself. You're eating the right things. You're getting your greens and fiber. Absolutely. Um, You know, six months ahead, you want to clean up your diet. You want to do all the things and really like be disciplined. This is for you. This is for you to feel good. I don't care. Like you know, what you eat, have pizza if you want, but if it's not making you feel good about yourself, then don't do it. You know, um, it's something that it's so simple and really like, you don't have to be like, I'm going to run 10 miles a day. Like, don't just stop yourself. Like, don't, don't set goals that are too high that are going to make you feel like a failure. You know, I'm not your mom. Like, I just want you to feel happy with yourself and like do set mini goals, you know, 10 minute walks, half hour walks, whatever it, whatever it takes for you to feel good about yourself, you know? That's it for my conversation with the legendary Joanna Vargas. Since my chat with her, I've set my mini goals of having one mostly green meal a day and cutting off my screens at least 30 minutes before bed. It's been about a month and I have stuck to them so far. I want to hear your mini goals too. Send them to me on Instagram or Twitter at Alex Barenka. Same handle on both platforms. And I may even ask to read your comments on another episode. If you're also finding inspo from the rest of this conversation that leads you to change a small bit of your life by snagging a new product, starting a new good habit, or reframing your thinking, I also want to hear about it. And as always, I have a special treat for my finding inspo listeners. First-time Verishop customers can take 20% off their first purchase with the code INSPOJV. That's one word, I-N-S-P-O-J-V. So head on over to the podcast page on Verishop to see more about Joanna and shop all of the products we talked about. 
You can find it at theirshop.com slash inspo. And me and Joanna will also give you some tips and advice on why we love every single product. Thanks for listening and see you soon.